Welcome, everybody. This is Table Talk, your healthy <coughs> theological radio addiction. <coughs> uh, you know, it's dangerous on to... Donut holes I was going to say, it sounds like, you, uh, sounds like you're having a hard time digesting that six-month-old donut from well, you the know, freezer. Well, you know, I'm free. I'm a free man. I'm like Michael Savage. I can eat uh, COVID-19 Chinese while I talk on the radio and eat donuts if I'd like. Who says? Unless Lord Fauci says that I can't do it. In any event, Did you welcome to Table Talk. What's that? Did you vote for him? You know, no one votes for him. He's a bureaucrat. He's, oh. he's, a, he's a pretend divinity. And that's no joke. I'm not exaggerating. He's a pretend divinity. Uh, if anyone, you know, as if anyone who studied epidemiology uh, and you know his history, especially with AIDS and what he said, what he said about that. Just seriously, folks, he's a fool. He's an absolute bureaucratic nightmare, fool, pretend divinity. He's a very, very dangerous man. And even so, are you a science denier? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I, I, science because that's I mean, seriously, that's the critique. Let me let me give that you would the be science. given to to your comment. Do do the do the microbe studies of how large the virus is. The COVID nineteen virus, the droplets, whatever it is. Okay, do your do your microbe studies. How big is it? Well, it's it's very small. Okay, but comparatively speaking, the masks that we are told to wear are quite large with their holes. So the microbes <clears throat> go right through the masks, in and out, and and it's it's accurate when somebody says that the masks that we are told to wear are like a chain link fence trying to keep a mosquito out. That's absolutely factually scientifically true okay i'm not against science the problem is what i'm against is false science turned into idolatry used for political purposes you see and see but then they, then they say but the uh, the microbe is attached to water droplets right and the mass <laughs> catches the water droplets and then you say well okay well, what if I don't... I'm going back to eating my donuts. <laughs> we were talking about the Holy Spirit last time, and I want to move into that because You were the one that brought up Lord Fauci, so don't, don't get us uh, going down this path. Oh, you got you me can't down blame, You can't blame us. Well, he, no doubt he's, he's going to... He can't, by the way, he can't... You can tell he's a total pinhead bureaucrat pretend divinity. When he throws the opening pitch for the Washington Nationals, you can tell he's never done anything physical in his life by how he threw out the first pitch. That was such an embarrassment. I mean, he should have known ahead of time that he wouldn't be able to do this. But because he pretends like he's a divinity, he actually thinks he can do it. And then he makes a fool of himself, and it's like everybody just pretends that he was, he's not a fool, just like as a professional. They, everybody pretended that he was, he was, he's brilliant in how he threw that first pitch, just like they, they consider him to be brilliant in the scientific field with epidemiology and viral. It, it's just a joke. Now, Jesus says in John 14 about the Holy Spirit that he will bear witness to me. This is absolutely huge, and it is fundamental that we learn this over and over again. The Holy Spirit does not bear witness to the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit did not die on the cross and atone for the sin of the world. And your focus needs to be on the one who did if you wish to be saved. And that's the importance of the incarnation. The second person of the Trinity took on flesh and blood, not the Father, not the Spirit. What's that uh, heresy from the early church where it talks about how the Father died on the cross but not the Son? 
Patri passionism or whatever. Yeah, something mm-hmm. something like that. So getting getting this mixed up uh, in church is nothing new. It's been going on from the very beginning, and that's why we need to constantly teach these ABCs of the faith. Now, connecting what Jesus says here in John 14 with what Jesus says in John 16 about the Holy Spirit, John 16, verse 14, he, namely the Holy Spirit, will glorify me. Now, I want to give another analogy to clinch this biblical teaching from our Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will bear witness to me, Jesus says, and the Holy Spirit will glorify me. Now, again, I'm going to age myself. I am an old man, and I am. I've got a day pass to be here and record this show. So, you know, uh, if Fauci doesn't come send the federal police, the uh, nursing home certainly will send their uh, people to come get me and take me back. But I want to clinch this by using this illustration. When I was a little boy, and we, there, we didn't have color television, we didn't have internet, there were only three channels. There was ABC, NBC, and CBS. That's all we had. Same, and, same here. And we would watch the NBC network, as, and so that we'd get the Scotts Bluff channel where we lived, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska channel, the NBC station. After the local news, right at 1030, immediately when, when the news would finish, at 1030, you'd hear music. And that was the, that was Doc Severinsen, the Tonight Show leader of the Tonight Show band. That you'd hear the theme song of the Tonight Show, and then you'd hear a voice while the music was being played, and the voice would introduce the guest. Do I get to do it? Go ahead. Hey. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no. You're getting way ahead of the game here. I got to run with the analogy because Clint's oh, getting way too quick. Oh man! So the voice would give you the guest list. And he would say, the Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. Now, tonight's guests with Johnny are going to be Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, Dean Martin, et cetera, et cetera. And then after the guest list, then you would hear what? And, he, now, and now here's Johnny. And then Johnny Carson, the Norfolk, Nebraska native, thank you, thank you. would come out from behind the curtains. The spotlight would be on him, and he would do his monologue. Now, the voice, of course, we know is the voice of Ed McMahon. Now, Publisher's after- Clearinghouse fame. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> that was, that, that was his that most often quoted line by Ed McMahon. Ho, 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 ho. He so, was support staff. All right, you're getting to my point. So <clears throat> after Johnny would do his monologue, they'd cut to commercial, they'd come back. Johnny would be at his desk. And lo and behold, there was the voice seated next to Johnny on the couch or the chair, Ed McMahon. Now, during the course of the show, Ed McMahon had one purpose, and that was to make Johnny Carson look good because Johnny Carson was the star of the show. So no matter what the joke, whether it was funny or not, Ed would laugh like a drunken sailor, and he'd be made fun of in that way as well. For, for you younger folks, when Don folks, Rickles would come on, that's what he would do. For you younger folks like me, uh, Andy Richter does the same thing for Conan O'Brien now today. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, here, again, never heard of him. Here's the point. If you if you're picking Just up what joking. I'm throwing down, folks, if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, or if you're smelling what I'm cooking, the Holy Spirit is the Ed McMahon of the Holy Trinity. The Holy Spirit is to make the star of the salvation show known. And the star of the salvation show is the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why Jesus says in John's gospel that the Holy Spirit will bear witness to me and the Holy Spirit will glorify me because I'm the Savior. I died. 
I atoned for sin. I did the it is finished salvational job. I've always used the example of uh, driving down the interstate and you see the sign on the side of the road that says McDonald's exit number 237, four miles this way or whatever. And it's always pointing on to something better that actually the place where you go and eat and get the sustenance rather than, you know, telling you here I am the great sign that uh, can take care of you. And that's kind of the way the Holy Spirit does. He always points ahead to Jesus Christ. He doesn't toot his own horn. He doesn't talk about himself. He's pointing you somewhere else. And that's where the Horndern book got its title, the Holy Spirit, the shy member of the Trinity. In other words, the Holy Spirit gets out of the way and makes sure that everybody's focus is on the Lord Jesus Christ. So the, the Holy Spirit, just run with this, folks. The Holy Spirit doesn't mind one bit if we don't talk about him as long as Jesus gets preached. Now, you understand what I'm trying to say here? Yeah, that's, would, that's, would we say that's the vocation, then, of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> that's why the, uh, the Holy Spirit is not upset or feels demeaned or anything like this. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Jesus says he will bear witness to me and he will glorify me. Now, let's push this just a little bit further. Um, let's say you attend a, a, a place where the, the talker, I won't even use the term, the P word, the talker <laughs> speaks to the A people, the audience. And week after week, month after month, it's gift of the Holy Spirit, gifts of the Holy Spirit that, uh, speaking in tongues from the Holy Spirit this, just constantly. But never preaches Christ crucified and risen in the many and various ways that it can be done for your salvation. Is the Holy Spirit going on? What's the answer to that? I'd say no. You're correct. There's no Holy Spirit going on. Why? Because Jesus is not being witnessed to. Jesus is not being glorified. Now, on the other hand, let's, let's flip the scenario. Let's say that you go to Trinity Murdoch, and there's this, uh, there's this preacher named Kuhlman, who week after week, month after month, year after year, rarely, but every once in a while, will reference the Holy Spirit and teach about what the Holy Spirit does. But generally speaking, he's always preaching in the many and various ways that it can be done, that Jesus is the Savior, that he died for you, and you have salvation in Jesus. Is the Holy Spirit going on? What's the answer? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And now let me, let, me, let me try and clinch this a little bit more from our Lord himself in John's gospel. You remember in John chapter 6, after Jesus preaches the church reduction sermon, you know, not church growth sermon, but the church reduction sermon, when he, he identifies him as uh, the bread of life, himself as the bread of life, and if you eat his flesh and drink his blood, you have, you know, okay. It's at the end of that that uh, I'll just cut to it real quickly. John six sixty three. Jesus says, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit. And that should be capital S, spirit. They're Holy Spirit filled. They are spirit and they are life. My point is, is that when you hear the words of Christ, and when you hear the words of Christ, you're going to hear words like the office of the keys, which he instituted in Matthew 16, Matthew 18, and John 20. The Lord's Supper, which he instituted in Matthew 26 and the parallels, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Baptism, Matthew 28. The preaching of the gospel, Mark 16. Preaching of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, Luke 24. These are the words that Jesus once proclaimed, and they're his words. So if you're, again, if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, when you go to church and you hear the words of Christ... Namely, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's Matthew 16, Matthew 18, John 20, what our Lord mandated to be done. That, those are Christ's words. Guess who's going on? Not only the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Spirit of truth. 
who is now bearing witness to Christ. And what, it, what doing what Jesus said in John 16, he will take what is mine and he will declare it to you. The Holy Spirit takes from what is Jesus. What's Jesus got? He's got the salvation of the world, his Good Friday death. And the Holy Spirit takes from that and makes it known to us. He makes that treasure known to us. He unfolds it. He gives it. He distributes it in the word of the gospel and the sacraments. Quick question before we go to break. Pastor, are you saying that it is possible for a preacher to preach from the Bible and yet the Holy Spirit not be there or connected to that preaching because it is not connecting us to the cross and empty tomb? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, now that is that is a wake-up call not only to every preacher who hopefully with fear and trepidation stands in the pulpit, but that should be a wake-up call to every person sitting in the pew because we are warned by Christ to beware of false prophets. Before we go to break, I know we're going to hear the music in about a second or two, but I want to give this teaser so people will come back. When, it, when a church or a pastor wants to eliminate the forgiveness of sins from the service, you've just eliminated the Holy Spirit from working. And you have no church. More on that when we get back. Just let me go, we'll meet again soon. 